So, hello and welcome back to the last episode of Salopcast for the 2016-17 season. Uh, we've been dragging this out a little bit, haven't we, Ollie, uh, since we did the end-of-season review, but we're we're halfway through the summer now, I suppose, getting towards thinking about pre-season. So, um, yeah, we've got two things to bring you in this sort of last special episode, which is uh, our sort of alternative end-of-season awards, um, looking at the highs and lows of last season in a little bit more of a, a relevant view, I think, Ollie, and, um, and then going back over our predictions from the start of the season. So... Yeah, I mean, before we just crack into Ollie, we've brought a few players into the club. We probably shouldn't talk about it too much, but um, are you enjoying your summer? Yeah, I am. It's been nice to have a bit of a break, I guess. You know, especially as we went to so many games last year, and yeah, it was quite a t- um, quite a, an exhausting season. So no, enjoying the break, but um, yeah, I'm sure by the time um, pre-season comes along, I'll be yeah, looking forward to the games coming thick and fast again. And obviously today, um, the Premier League announced their fixtures, so yeah, it's almost starting to think who are we going to get when those fixtures come yeah. out. So yeah, it's next Wednesday. Ours come out, aren't they? So we're looking forward to yeah. that and um, I think the worst thing to come out of pre-season was uh, that they're obviously going to Portugal for a training uh, thing and we can't go they're not playing a game out you know it's all behind closed doors so I think I could have probably swung a little trip to Portugal there Ollie for the podcast but unfortunately that's not to be so hopefully <laughs> hopefully next season they do that and yeah I can uh, convince my wife that I'm going to go to Portugal for a few days to watch Shrewsbury Town but not to be anyway so we should have one last look back at the last season gone shan't we, shan't we Ollie and um, yeah I think we'll go straight into the alternative season awards they have another corner, second in quick succession. Here it comes from Tolly. Tinson's in there. Could break for Dorby! Yeah! And he scores! Dwayne Dorby hammers the ball into the roof of the net. Aldershot couldn't deal with a corner. And it's Dorby for Shrewsbury Town. So, the alternative end of season awards, Ollie. I think we've got um, I think we've got 11 or 12 different awards here that we've had to think about. And, um, yeah, some of them covering some of the best games and certain players and bits and pieces that went on the season. And things the club have got up to so um yeah the way we'll work this is we've got an award and we'll just sort of read through what we think the nominations are for that award and then me and ollie will sort of bang our heads together and, and think about which uh, which should be the winner really so um some of these are quite straightforward some of these are a bit more uh, uh sort of off offbeat i think ollie so yeah well, should we get on with the first award yeah, we'll to go through that. And then also, so we've got the um, the summary, haven't we? The final result of the prediction prediction league that we did at the start of the season. So, well, yeah, that should be good. I mentioned that before, but um, yeah, I think you you might be happy to read the results of that. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen it yet, Ollie, but um, yeah, rather than the actual prediction thing. Um, so yes, we shall go on with it. So the first uh, award we're going to go for is game of the season. Um, so the nominated ones for that, Ollie, we've got our Shrewsbury Town two, Her- uh, Huddersfield one, right at the start of the season. Um, Shrewsbury four, Charlton three, and then Millwall nil, Shrewsbury one. Scunthorpe nil, Shrewsbury one, Shrewsbury two, Oxford nil, Shrewsbury three, Barnet nil, which was in the cup, wasn't it? And then obviously Oldham two, Shrewsbury three. So there's quite a few. They're obviously all wins, Ollie. Games of the season. Um, yeah. And obviously the one that probably stands out for most people, which we weren't at, was the the four three game at Charlton. So I think the first question I'll ask you is: Is there anything you can throw at me that would make me think that the four three game um, versus Charlton would not have been game of the season for most people? Yeah, I think it's got to be, hasn't it? For the majority <laughs> of fans were there, and yeah, it sounds like it was a mental end-to-end game. So yeah, I think we've got to go for the. And also, there was a poll, wasn't there, on the Shooter Town Facebook group about um, the game this season. This one won by a mile. So yeah, I think this is a. It's got to be it. Um, I did actually watch this game um, fully back on TV. Yeah, so I maybe plugged did, my yeah. laptop in. So it was a good game. Wish I'd been there though. I think um, I think that kind of summed up our season for us, isn't it? <laughs> we even missed. <laughs> we went to so many games. We we even missed the best one. Yeah, of the games you went to, what was your what was your personal highlight? Just uh, you know, we're going to say that that wins game of the season. This yeah. Year, but what was your personal highlight? I think um, the Oxford game because it gave us some hope. Um, first win at home under Hurst, um, and I think also we played really well. So I really enjoyed it. And as a kind of like you know, we go to the footballers after the match day experience. I really enjoyed that day. So that was a good one for me. Yeah, super. I've, I, again, I missed the four three game. We both did, didn't we? For me, the yeah. 
the game that stood out for me because I missed a few of those good away wins as well that were briefly mentioned in the nominations. But I, I, I think I mentioned it in the end of season pods. We won't labour it. Is I, I just enjoyed the last game of the season because the uh, the pressure came off when we finally got the job done. So yeah, I think there we go. Game of the season, Shrewsbury four, Charlton three. So that one's wrapped up. Um, the next one we've got, which there's quite a lot of nominations for Ollie, which probably gives you an indication of our season, is the amusing moment of the season. Uh, <laughs> obviously, there's quite a few. So we we sort of asked a few people out on the message boards and and generally around the, the football club about what sort of things make it made us laugh this season. So shall I go through those nominations? I'll yeah, go on. You can do a few more in a minute. So yeah, amusing moment. Um, booze at the Chesterfield game and then Mickey Mellon coming on the radio afterwards to say that he didn't hear any. So that was that made us laugh when we listened to the post-matches interviews. Um, dancing Homer at the front of the West Stand during the last few games of the season, which uh, got everybody going. It was quite amusing to laugh at Port Vale's relegation. Um, I think the phrase fine margins, everyone got a, a, quite a lot of comedy value out of that this season. Um, broken PA for the last three games of the season. Um, away at Oxford I think there was a player that went to kick the corner kick the ball and he ended up kicking the corner flag so yeah that was one of those uh, amusing moments um, this was one I, I can remember quite well which was McGiven going off injured near the end of the start of the season and the opposition broke and he sort of just tried to launch himself back onto the pitch and ended up trying to head the ball and sort of it was like a dying swan impression um, and then yeah we had Keith Hill's leisure wear when we played uh, I think it was Barry at home wasn't it where he was already on his beach wear so yeah it, lots of things to laugh at this season Ollie. Um, I don't know what for you is sort of the iconic laughing uh, laughable moment this season um, one of the ones I enjoyed was when Hurst just decided to get involved in the game <laughs> physically oh, yeah. he tried to tackle a player so I thought that was quite funny um, and I think but I think um, Mickey Mellon's got to take the crown here um, because his um, his Yule upstairs and his meltdown on Tropshire Radio um, <laughs> I thought that, that was just yeah the end of the day um, you know it's kind of a sign of the times isn't it it's time for him to go but um, yeah Yule upstairs when he was um, criticising Mark Elliott I thought was quite funny yeah, I think I think we'll, the award we think we'll give to Mickey Mellon for two. I think we'll give it for the um, for for basically some of his post match interviews during that period. He was right under yeah. pressure because it was just comical listening to it, wasn't it? And yeah, the you lot upstairs was a good one, and the repeated phrase "fine margins, fine margins, fine margins" all the time. It just was getting people so wound up that it was just laughable at the end, wasn't it? So yeah, it was. There we go. Amusing moment of the season. I think we're going to give it to Mickey Mellon's post match interviews. Do you think that's fair enough? Yeah, I think so. There we go. Cool. I mean, this is a bit bit similar to game of the season. The next award is highlight of the season. Do you want to run through the, the highlights that we picked out? Really? of the, the sort of highlights yeah and one sure. of these is very personal to you isn't it Ollie <laughs> so um, yeah um, winning um, home games into Hurst I think that just brought a lot of satisfaction to the town fans um, um, one of yours is definitely getting the job done at South End that was a big yep. moment for you wasn't it Glenn um, yep. yeah um, for Hurst's first home win um, and then clearly, obviously, the the run of form in January got and brought a lot of smiles to town faces. Mm. Um, on a kind of personal level, I think everyone everyone loved Freddie um, Ladapo's dancing. Yeah, um, that was brilliant. <laughs> um, but for me, kind of like one of the big highlights was um, yeah Tyler Roberts scoring um, at Wimble- against Wimbledon. Um, and I was in Dartmouth listening to Shoes Player walking rough through um, Dartmouth Town Centre, um, <laughs> and I had a bet on for Tyler Roberts to score at any time and Shrewsbury to win two one. So not only did we win, I also went eighty pound. From like a three pound yeah. bet, so I remember, that I remember was you crowing about it at the time, Ollie. And uh, yeah, yeah, I had a bit of a running winning streak there. On um, I think I was about 200 300 quid up on betting over the year. Um, I had a good man, did a cl- you'd love this downloaded my bank account and had a look what I'd spent on bet 365. But oh, yeah. um, yeah, no, um, that was a good moment for me because obviously it was obviously a crucial win as well at that point in the season. Mm, it was a massive win, wasn't it? To be fair, and yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think for 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 you personally, yeah, eight quid in your pockets always is a highlight of the season, and um, uh, you can't really say you can't really yeah. say no to that, can you? But I think you know, in terms of the actual highlight of the season, I think in of those nominations there, I think two of them are quite similar, aren't they? Winning the yeah. home games under Hurst and the run of form in January for yeah. me. 
that run of form in January that sort of turned the ship round was sort of the highlight of the season, wasn't it? Because yeah. it was that real period there because it did tail off afterwards, you know, and we did, did go back to being a bit poor for a yeah. while. So, you know, again, of all of those nominations, I can't really see anything better than the run of form in January being the highlight of the season. What about you? Yeah, definitely. I think that's got to be the nomination. But I think closely second with um, Freddie Dancing. Yeah. Because that just... Like you really got it more than I did at the time, but it just kind of <laughs> just brought some you know happiness to Shrewsbury Town fans at that time. Yeah. We were in such a low place, and to have a player come in really kind of get on board with the fans, really kind of you know interact with everyone, and yeah, he just kind of yeah brought every mind everyone. You know, this is football, this is a bit of fun as well. So yeah, close second, I think Freddie. Yeah, well, it was at the same time as January, wasn't it? Like, yeah, exactly. During, that, yeah. during that good run, wasn't it? I think maybe Freddie's dances might have won if he'd actually scored a few more goals towards the end. I of the think season, I think so. Yeah, I think you're right there. I think that was what I was thinking as well as he kind. Of, yeah, he had his little little spell, didn't he? But, yeah, he did. Um, yeah, oh, well. fair to him. We shall see how he goes, and then hopefully, yeah, he's in. Uh, and he was on loan, wasn't he, Freddie? He so was, yeah, we yeah. won't see him next season, will we? So we'll, we'll... we might see him. We might see him on opposition in an opposition yeah. side, potentially. We'll see. Well, I don't want to see him dancing if he's on the opposition no. side, Ollie. So <laughs> that's fine. So there we go. Highlight of the season was the run of form in January. Yeah. Um, next one we've got, which is giving some credit to the club, is the club innovation of the season. So there's been a few new things the club have started this season, hasn't there? And we've we've got four big ones that we think have made a big difference to sort of the way people you know enjoy the games or even interact with a football club. So I'll quickly run through these, Ollie. But I think there's there's a clear winner here for both of us. Yeah. I think. But um, yeah, first innovation of the season is the 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 fan zone. The establishment of a fan zone for for the fans at the end of the season, which was brilliant. Um, then there's Throwback Thursday, where the football club were doing um, sort of throwbacks to historic games on YouTube, so you could watch back some of our classic matches. Um, then there was obviously the West Ham ticket office, which has actually made people get into the game and not having to walk around the other side of the match from from the Super Blues way. Um, a real bonus in terms of getting people in and out of the ground in a more efficient manner and, and just making life easier for people, really. And then the last one was um, streaming the Paul Hurst Q&A, um, which, again, for Exiles was an absolutely fantastic thing. Um, and I know you sort of benefited from that, didn't you, at the time? So, yeah, yeah four, four good things the Football Club have, have innovated on this season, isn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. I think the, the fan zone is a, a, a direct um, response, isn't it, to kind of like um, yes. feedback from the fans. Um, the throwback Thursday, in the middle of the day, and... Yeah, it's. Imp- I always miss them because I'm yeah, <laughs> too busy working and to kind of kind of follow those. Um, but yeah, the the streaming of the Q and A was nice. But yeah, definitely the fans though, wasn't it? It's got to be the winner. Yeah, I think it is. And and uh, from from going to sports parliament uh, meeting last week. Uh, sorry, last night. I just uh, I can talk about <laughs> that in another podcast to come. But um, it seems to be that's something that that's that's um done enough to to make enough money to make sure they're going to run it for a bit of the starters next season and the end of next season again obviously trickier running through the winter so I definitely think it's going to be back and it's something I'll be making use of and I, and I, I was saying at the meeting last night that it's vastly improved the sort of match day experience for me personally you know and, and we can talk about our personal experiences so yeah I think the club and this, the community trust who had been running it this season deserve a lot of credit um, for the work they've been putting in and, and that's a worthy winner for club innovation of the season for me so um, yeah well done the club this year for thinking about some things outside the box it's good to see yeah yep good stuff so going back the other way then ollie next award is low light of the season where <laughs> again we we had a few very specifically low light mo- moments we again did. and um yeah do you want to run through some of these ollie these are, yeah. some of these are depressing to read again. they were yeah so losing to Vale away on that wet oh, yeah wet 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 night um and yeah failing to beat coventry especially as 
Um, yeah, Shropshire Raider were building this game up at the time, and everyone thought this would be an easy win, which is which is quite hilarious. Yeah, failing to beat Fleetwood, you also went away to Fleetwood. You saw a lot of Fleetwood um, four times. Yeah, yep. just think about them. Think just think about the amount of minutes you watched against Fleetwood, and how many. Yep. And you obviously then you missed the, the highlight of the season. Great, isn't it? That's what being a football fan is all about. It is. Yeah, <laughs> you can't you can't pick them sometimes. So yeah, Middlesbrough being in our region apparently for the EFL yeah, Trophy. God. Um, and then losing 3-0 at home to Sheffield United was not fun. Um, yeah. And then also losing to Sh- to Cambridge in the FL Trophy <laughs> um, was not either. The Christmas team punch-up, but that yeah. kind of... Yeah, it's um, it's funny, isn't it? Because a lot of those players weren't... Uh, well, back at, some of them are back at the club now, obviously, because they were out on loan or whatever. But mm. yeah, it just feels... That feels quite a long time ago, doesn't it? The players there, because yeah, we didn't see definitely. some of them again. Um, Kit Gate... <laughs> 8 p.m. Um, announcements from the club and yeah. a bit of a um, yeah well a bit of a what comes out later a, yeah <laughs> feels a bit of a cover up and then um, I never actually met Chris Smith but uh, I've only seen and read and heard just great things yeah. about him so you're probably a better place to imagine you know Chris yeah no I've known him from the work that we've done as well so and again you know quite a late thing obviously came at the end of the season and, and the podcast not really had time to reflect on that and, and maybe we'll on a later date but for me personally having known the guy and, and obviously for what he did for this fan base a, a huge loss really and, and you know putting it in as low light of the season because we couldn't really think of anywhere else to put it in this but um certainly was a, a really bad moment for the football club and, and the fan base so um yeah i don't think we're gonna we're gonna you know give it an award because it's a bit no we're not gonna give award, sort of no. thing. but i thought we would just wanted to mention it really yep. and, and pass on the pass on like everybody else in the fan base is thanks to, to the guy and his family and and, and hope everybody's is doing okay and yeah, and it's um, it was a very sad thing to happen, and he was definitely missed at the sports parliament meeting last night. Obviously, it was the first time we'd had a meeting without him, um, and, it, and his influence was noticeably lost. And there was a really good speech done by Mike Davis, the chairman of the sports parliament last night, um, talking about the work he'd done and how he'd supported the parliament. So, yeah, sad time, really, a sad yeah. time. But um, in terms of those other low lights, Ollie, I think we'll probably move on. I mean, <sighs> Brian calling the fans negative really wound me up. <laughs> it really, really pissed me off when he said that Did that it? was just so <laughs> uncalled for okay he'd come back and he had a inbox full of abuse probably and the club was not in a good place at that time but to call the no. fans negative was i think a, a mistake on his behalf but um yeah yeah but I do Go on. Go on. I was going to say, of all of those moments there, which did you just... Yeah, it's got to be losing a veil. Losing a veil. It was horrific. Not only the, like, yeah, you know, you'd spend, the, you'd have to travel there on the, on the M6, M5, whatever, on a busy Friday <laughs> night to go to Stoke, which is just a hole, obviously. Um, it was tipping down in rain. And then I had to stand next to you as well. It was yes, just... <laughs> no, it was frustrating, wasn't it? And just, yeah, you, you saw how frustrating... I think I was... Yeah, I learned, burned a lot of calories, didn't I, through my frustration at that game. You did. You had your you had your biggest rant of the season. I remember that. It was, uh, it was a pleasure to see, and I wish we'd recorded it. But, um, yeah, I, I agree with you, actually. It's funny, because there's a lot of bad moments in there, you know, you know, and, and, you know, Coventry at home was a poor game, but there was just some... There was just one of those... You know, when we talk about those amazing moments we've had supporting the football club, you know, the Berry away playoff win, MK Dons away. Honestly, I was as low as I've been having lot after we lost that game to Vale for for a number of years, you know. Yeah. And that was a real sickener, wasn't it? So that was in terms of one moment, you know, that five minutes after the final whistle, that was definitely the low light of the season. So that's a very worthy winner of that award, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. The, yeah. The next one is funny. <laughs> <laughs> the Dean Peer Award for flop of the season. I, I should just say some of the names of these awards that we came up with, they've been we've been doing it in the fanzine for about ten years. So so the Dean Peer uh, Award for Flop of the Season is something we did in the fanzine, but obviously we never got around to doing one at the end of the season. So, um, yeah, hopefully Dave Matthias, my co-editor, won't mind me stealing the names to, to keep it alive. But, yeah, there was a few flops this season, Ollie, wasn't there? So do you, do, you, do you want to say who Dean Peer was? Because a lot of us yeah, were very young. Know. I didn't know who he was. 
I mean, and the younger listeners probably don't know either. <laughs> yeah, you should do your research. He was a terrible central midfielder that we had, and he was he was absolutely poor for the entire time we had him. And you know, when you're growing up and you get to that era where there's that one sort of player that sticks with you as being absolutely awful for me and some of the lads of my generation, sort of mid thirties, Dean Pierce, always that one that you refer to as that that ultimate player that you know thought was going to be quite good because he, he apparently came with a little bit of pedigree and he was just god awful the whole time we had him and i think it's on some some respects some of the players we've nominated for this award are not dean Piers, but you know no. we're talking about flops of this season so yeah some some of them <laughs> were approaching it to be honest with you so um who, who do you want to run do you want to run through the names quickly because yeah yeah there's, sure there's a few flops there is there's a, there's a, there's a whole team of them <laughs> <laughs> so we've got ollie lancashire el abd ryan mcgiven jim o'brien um we've got sarsovic um mm. ian black um um e blanks blake uh, and yeah, uh, they were the, the ton of the players in terms of who were the flops, yeah. uh, flops of the season. Yeah, I think that's a fair list of flops, isn't it, Ollie? To be honest with you, um, and I think we've obviously had our say on who who we think was probably the poorest player of the season. It, it, I think the two standouts from there, you're going to argue with this, are, are Al Abd and McGiven. You know, those are definitely the two biggest flops. I think of that list, aren't they? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, and I think who, who would you plump for then if we were going to go for number one? Who are we going to give it to? Um, I don't <laughs> know. For me, for me, it's between... Well, Sarsovic never even... like. I don't well, think... Yeah, it can't true. be Ian Black, because at least he did contribute, didn't he? And he no, scored a couple of I goals. Um, and Even I agree. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think it's got to be like... The, like it's got that balance, hasn't it? It's like someone who you thought was going to do really well. So I think... I don't know. It's got to be Lancashire when we give him, potentially. Um, mm, interesting. I would say. What about you? I'd still stick with Alab because again he come from a, a, a bigger club, a bigger, bigger pedigree, yeah. and and played at a higher level. But so did O'Brien as well, didn't he? Yeah, I mean O'Brien did as well, but McGiven and Lancashire had been sort of playing for teams of our level, hadn't they? They hadn't taken the step down. So maybe for me, I think of all of those three central defenders who were probably the biggest disappointments in the in the whole season, I think I would just pump for Alab. Are we going to go for? Are you are you happy to go for that? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll agree with you there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Adam and Ab takes the prestigious Dean Peer <laughs> flop, flop Dean Peer Award for flop of the season. So there we go. Um, a similar one to this, but not you know total flop is is the next award, which is the the love him or hate him award. Um, and this is for sort of players that, and it's quite it's quite strange because they're sort of different names on this. Is that players that don't are not universally liked, but not universally hated. But you you hear people you know really praising them, but you also hear people calling them for them to be dropped all the time. And we've got quite a few of them this season, haven't we? So do, well, not just players, but do you want to run through the sort of love him and hate him award category and and just those those five play those five people we've got? Yeah, so we've got Ian Black, Deegan, um, we got Dodds, Luke Viler, and Mellon. Yeah. Who's yeah, kind of at different times in the season, haven't they? Kind of yeah, caused caused um and con- contribute to a lot of debate um, bothering fans. Mm. Uh, That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, definitely the sort of five people that have probably caused the most debate in terms of their playing time and their and what they've been up to, or, or with Mickey Mellon, what he was doing as manager. Um, and I think we we off, agreed offline, haven't we? We've been talking about this before about who we think should be winner for this, and it's quite surprising. It's it's going to be Lutwiler, isn't it? Because we've talked about him a lot this season on the podcast, and considering he's played pretty much every game when he's been in, you know, fit, other than a couple of games where House they played this season. He's been a you know player here for three years. He's still now not. He's still got probably fifty of the fans convinced and fifty percent of the fans not convinced. And it's a real. It's gone really fifty fifty with him, hasn't it? Which yeah. is surprise. I find it really surprising. That, you know how it's gone this season with him. And I think he's a definite worthy winner of the sort of love him or hate him award, really, because he's definitely a polarizing sort of figure at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely agree with that. Yeah, it's a shame, and and I hope personally he's going to be here next year and he turns that round because um yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, 
a lot of ways of turning fans around, which brings us to the next award, which is the Terry Dunfield Award for winning back the fans. So you remember Terry Dunfield, don't you? Yeah, You're not going to say course. you don't know who he is. That's <laughs> good. So he started off absolutely terribly when he joined the football club, didn't he? And over a period of time, he, he turned it around and actually became a really useful member of the squad in the last sort of six months. And then then buggered off, didn't he? But um, yeah, so we've had a few players here this season who started off quite poorly and then and then turned it around. So yeah, we've got four really that we've picked out. Um, Stephen Payne, Sean Wally, Junior Brown and Matt Sadler. So of those four, who who did you think did the best job in turning around a negative opinion to a good opinion with the fan base? It's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. I'd say in, in a very short period, Payne was the biggest change, wasn't it? You know, from yeah. one week to the next, he was like, everyone hated him. And then he scored a goal. So yeah, we've got to love him because actually he might save us. Um, but then I'd <laughs> say in terms of biggest... Con- and then Junior Brown as well, which is over, even, which is over a much longer period, he was criticised... Yeah. Um, by the fans that season yeah, yeah but in terms of I think the biggest um, impact has got to be Sadler for me oh, yeah definitely yeah. I think Sadler and Brown were the, were the top two for me yeah. but Sadler shades it and to go from basically people dis- despising him wanting him dropped sort of in the first 10 games uh, you know and, and into that period where we were really pouring him out to him walking away with most of the end of season awards and being a, a really well loved guy and, and everyone being happy he signed a new contract Christ, what a turnaround in a few months that's been, to be fair. So it's he's a definite worthy winner of the, the Winning Over the Fans Award. So, yeah, Matt Sadler picks up another award. He's got he quite a lot of them this season, hasn't he? So there we go. Uh, this one's a bit of a, a bit of a joke one, but the Splinter in the Bum Award. Um, so obviously everyone can guess this is to do with substitute of the year or who was on the bench the most this season. And um, so we nominated Mark Halstead, Dom Smith, Stephen Humphreys, um, Ollie Lancashire and Louis Dodds, who all spent a significant period of time on the bench. Um, and again, Ollie, there's there's one standout here, isn't it? And what must the life of a substitute goalkeeper be like, Ollie? It must be quite a depressing experience. Yeah, I think I think being a um, a goalkeeper, especially for your entire like professional career, you're on the bench. That's got to be pretty um, pretty depressing. <laughs> that's got to be like a terrible career. You know, you're a footballer, but you played like five games. So, um, but in terms of, I guess, in terms of um, playing squad, I guess you got to, well. I guess Dodds was a, quite an interesting one, wasn't he? Because he was on the yeah. bench a lot. But um, yeah. yeah, it's. I think. Yeah, I, feel, I do feel sorry for some goalkeepers. <laughs> well, if he gets the, he gets the award for being on the bench and, and having the least to do this season. So there we go. Mark Alstead gets the splinter in the award this season. Um, next one is for Miss of the Season. Uh, we actually call this the John Gale Award for Miss of the Season. Um, you know who John Gale is Ollie. Yeah, of we're course. Have to check all these names. There we go. Yeah, he made some horrendous misses, didn't he, in his time at the football club? So. Um, yeah, we, we've I thought about four big misses really, and some of them are big misses as in if you can, you know, cast your memory back to how bad of a miss it was. Some of them are just because they were so vital. So, do you want to just run through those those four big misses that we've we've got on the list? Yeah, I think there's an interesting quite a few pens in there, isn't there as well? So yeah, yes. the Ian Black penalty, um, the Tyler Roberts penalty, um, the Humphrey um, header, which I can still I can visualise in there against Chesterfield, like how he <laughs> didn't how he didn't score, and then yeah, Ivan Tony um, against Fleetwood. Um, for me, it's got to be yeah. Tyler Roberts. Has got to be the because it's later in the season. It was more important. Um, obviously, there were only huge, crucial three yeah. points. But also, he'd he'd done so well. And we had such high high expectations for him and such high hopes. And it was terrible. And you could see from his expression, he was like, "Oh God, what have I done here?" What I, I yeah, done? That, that's my pick. What would you go for? No, I went for the same as well. Yeah. Um, I'd like to just slag off Ian Black a little bit more on the podcast, but you know, I I can't disagree. You know, it was the co- double combination of a hugely vital penalty we needed to sort of, you know, we were just sort of heading into that bad run, weren't we? Um, so it was a vital penalty, and it was also a, just the poor, you know, execution of the penalty, wasn't it? Really, you know, it was 
just terribly um, under hit and, and straight to the keeper. So, yeah, Tyler Roberts, he did some good stuff for the football club, but I think he's going to have to take that one on the chin. That was definitely the miss of the season for me. Yeah, no, that's good. Let's definitely agree with that one. Next one is then worst opponents of the season. There's, there's been some candidates for this as well um, in the teams we've seen play this season. So, yeah, we've got Swindon, Port Vale, Bury, and Coventry. Obviously, all teams down the bottom with us. Um, and I think we we pretty much saw all these teams play at least. Yeah, I think we saw actually twice. Didn't yeah, we? I think I saw them all of them twice. Um, which actually I'm quite surprised. But Bury in there because I, I think it's unfair to take Bury because Bury was so good when we played them away from home. Um, they're actually mm. you know they really got the ball in the box, didn't they? And they were quite direct and they were doing quite well in the league then. Um, yes, so it's in, but it's interesting you put them in there because they were so poor when we did see them play. They were pretty abject, weren't they? They were, yeah, I would say they were the worst team we probably played at home, but I yeah. don't think they should win the award because they were slightly better in the home game. You're right, you're right about that. It's teams like where we played, like Swindon, personally, yeah. um, that were poor home and away, and particularly you know in, in both those games where they, where they stood out. Coventry obviously weren't great in either games we played them either. Vale beat us, obviously, but were bad in the other games. So I think it's probably between Coventry and Swindon, and and you know we went, we were at Swindon together, weren't we? And it was... <laughs> not very memorable as a game. Um, so yeah, which of those two really? I suppose if we're going to nail it down to one of them, do you think was the worst of the teams you saw this season? I think Swindon. They were just they were abject, weren't they? They were a terrible team. Yeah, I mean we should have beat them away, really. Yeah, you know, we, we did. Ran, we should yeah, have done sorry. And and they were really poor in that game. So yeah, I think that's a very a very worthy award. And and you notice the old uh, Tim Sherwood left Swindon today. Did you? See yeah, that I news? saw that. Yeah. Yeah, so he's not had a great time this season considering a big-name manager and, um, yeah, it went terribly bad for them and they ended up getting relegated. Are they getting relegated? I'm going mad now. Yeah, they were one of the teams that went down, weren't they? So, yeah, yeah not a good time for, for uh, old Tim Sherwood and there you go. They've just got another award, worst opponents of the season. Um, we've got villain of the season now, which is a little bit of a repeat of some of our poorer players, um, but we've also got a few other sort of standout characters for Shrewsbury Town's villain of the season. So, um, in terms of people who are at the football club, um, we considered Mickey Mellon, Adam Alabd, and Ryan McGiven, um, as we've just talked about before, as sort of the vil- villains, shall we say. Um, but we've also got Mark Richards for his uh, scoring exploits against us at Port yeah, and his celebration. Yeah. yeah, he always does it. We've got Sean Harvey, uh, the chairman of the FA, who's over- presided over some very bizarre decisions this season that we've-, we've spent a lot of time talking about. The Football League, you mean, isn't it? The Football League. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Football League. No, what did I say? The FA? Yeah. God, I hope <laughs> Jesus, I hope he never gets that. And yeah, and then villain of the season, Darren Deadman. Um, I think we're going to come on to refereeing performances later, but yeah, he, he certainly had a shocker against us, didn't he? So yeah. yeah, which of those is your villain of the season, Ollie? Yeah, I, I, it's got to be Mickey Mellon because he's just like, 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 uh, like he's, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, it's like a uh, his career is obviously two halves, isn't it? Joy in League Two and then absolute dire in League One. So I think yeah. he'd, he's, he's, we've got us, Crumb Purse has still got a lot of work to do to kind of fix the the mess he left us. Mm, so for me, it's got to be Mickey Mellon. Yeah, I think I, I, I would, I would, I would have argued for some of the others, but I'm happy to go with you on that one, Ollie, yeah. because all the trouble we ended up in was a direct result of him, whether it be that whether player recruitment or tactics we were playing or the league trouble we would end up in when we eventually got rid of him. So, you know, he, he carried the can for all the bad stuff that we've ended up talking about and, and discussing this season. So, yeah, there we go. Mickey Mellon is our villain of the season. Um, this was a good one because there's a lot of competition for the next award, Ollie, and some of them are just laughable. <laughs> so, stupidest red card of the season. Um, which is yeah, which is really a- funny because if you said to, if you said to, I don't know, some fans you're doing a podcast, I don't know, Liverpool fans, Man United fans, or even like League One teams, and you said to them, oh yeah, I'm doing a podcast tonight, I'm going to talk about the stupidest red card of the season and I've got lots of nominations. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty, um, and, and the list here yeah. is like, it's a fantastic list. So I'll let you go through it because you put a bit of effort into here. But there is, but there's quite, but there's quite a few. There's some mad ones. So obviously we've got Ryan McGiven at Walsall. Um, you're on a yellow card. 
huge game, wasn't it? You know, coming yeah. on towards the end of the season, and he pushed back Yoko when he was on a yellow. Well, sorry, it wasn't, most... wasn't near the end of the season, was it? It was, it was quite. It was, sorry, no. Yeah, it was, it yeah, was when Hurst, just before Hurst had come in. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, it was when yeah. it was under Danny Coyne, wasn't was, it? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting confused with some of these. Yeah, and he pushed back Yoko didn't he on a yellow, and, and just absolutely cost us a game when we were really struggling on on a bad run there. So that's a good start. And then we had Adam and Abs at Berry. Um, again on a booking, ran ran at with a bit of pace and just flustered and pulled the guy down, fouled him, professional foul. He knew he was going. He must have known he was going to get sent off committing that foul. The fans were on his back, so that put us in trouble at Berry when we were looking reasonable at that point in time. Then we had Ivan Tony, AFC Wimbledon, again on a booking, and then he jumped up late into the keeper and gave gave the referee decision. You know, gave the referee a chance to make a decision that could cost him. So a bit brainless, and we, we talked about how brainless Ivan was a few times, didn't we? So um, with his bookings and disciplinary record. So that's number three. Number four, Stephen Humphreys at Peterborough. This one, this one flustered me. Where he was on a booking and he just did not retreat from the free kick. Do you remember yeah. getting annoyed about that one? I, yeah, it was just a bit naive, wasn't it? Very naive. Yeah, very. But yeah, stupid. Um, then Darry, Gary Deegan at Swindon uh, versus Swindon um, on a second on a booking again, and he made a really really rash challenge. Um, that again, I know he's a committed player, but you would have, wouldn't wanted to see a professional um, pro, you know, the older pros in the team making that again in a, in a game we needed to win. Um, and the last one uh, was Adam and Abd, his red card at Fleetwood in the FA Cup, which I was at, where he just basically hauled down a player and got a straight red, and it was just awful defending and he, that was one of the games where he was at sixes and sevens the most he really hadn't got a clue what he was doing in that game so yeah six <laughs> nominations for stupidest red card of the season and again I think we're both pretty agreed on this considering there's quite a lot to pick from but the one does stand out a lot doesn't it Ollie? yeah McGiven the tool oh man you hated that you went mad on the podcast about that yeah it. it was just it was just so unnecessary and it's just and it's also someone who was supposed to be a, an international player inverted commas yeah. um, and it was just yeah it just summed up what a waste of space he is yeah there we go so a much des- well deserved uh, stupidest red card yeah, season so, award for Ryan so McKibben. stupidest red card season Stu- and almost you'd almost call him the stupidest player of the season was Ryan McKibben <laughs> <laughs> so a bit harsh maybe think, but yeah that's a, well, that's a new award you've just given yeah, exactly. stupidest player of the season um, yeah the next one then going off from sort of refereeing decisions for, for sort of red cards and stuff is um, the award for refereeing Harrow of the season, and again we call this the Darren Deadman Award for refereeing Harrow of the season, because when we started doing these in the fanzine, it was when Darren Deadman was making all those historic yeah. mistakes against us, and so we thought it was quite a good idea. Who and was the ref? Behold, what was the name of that ref who did the Wickham one? It wasn't uh, the ghost goal? Yeah, Co- Coddington, wasn't it? I can't Brian, remember. Was it, sorry, I something can't like remember. that. I can't remember. I think it was. It wasn't Deadman. We've had a few, haven't we? Um, yeah, and it was the linesman who was at fault, really. Yeah, it was. You're right. It, yeah. So. There we go. So, but and lo and behold, all these years later, Darren Deadman's back to try and reclaim his award because he features in this. Um, <laughs> so, again, I'll, I'll run through these if you want, Ollie. But um, we have referee Mark Hayward at the Millwall home game um, when he let them score that perfectly bad offside goal. And then he also let them score another one while Jason was lying on the floor with a head injury. Um, so, yeah, an offside goal against us. And, and, and that one was pretty dubious at the time. We were, we were raging about that. So... Not not some good decisions for us there. Um, Kevin Johnson at home to FC Wimbledon. We, I added him because he lost control of the game, if you remember rightly, and, yep. and he was really, really sort of anti-Salah. Strange it was. And, and that was a game, again, you know, like all our games, that were vital at that point in time. Um, and he was just a very poor referee. Uh, we got Brett Huxtable um, for Ryan Yates' red card versus Bristol Rovers, um, where he went in a bit late on the keeper. There was no contact. And then he got pushed over in the melee and got sent off. And he also gave Rovers a completely ropey penalty. So that was a bit of a disaster for old Brett Huxtable this season for us. Um, Nigel Miller, who sent off Toto on his debut against AFC... Oh, no, against Swindon, that one was. Yeah. Um, which we appealed and won, you know, so that well, That was the thing done. as well, wasn't it? A lot of these red cards were, appe- yeah. were repealed, yeah. so, which even makes the yeah, highlights how poor the refereeing decisions were at the time. Really poor. And then we've got David Webb, 
just for missing that stonewall penalty at the end of the Bolton away game, which was which was such a stonewall penalty in front of the town fans. It was one of those moments that no one will forget this season who was there. And yeah, Darren Dedman versus Sheffield United um, sent off Jim O'Brien for um, and and gave them a penalty for a perfectly good tackle by Jim O'Brien. And then he sent off Abu Agogo as well later on. So yeah, that was a pretty bad performance as well. So uh, yeah, like like the stupidest red cards of the season, sick. Six pretty bad ones to pick from there, Ollie. What, what stood out to you? I think, well, the, the the kind of the big one for me was the was the Deadman one um, away at Sheffield United because it's not just that he made wrong decisions; it's also just his yeah. mannerisms, which just yeah, really winds you up. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's just you know, I'm not a violent person, but when you got a referee <laughs> who is that obnoxious and yes. just yeah, just wind you up even more. It's like yeah, he just he loves to add salt onto the wound, doesn't he? Give it a he good does. rub. I, I just think, he, I honestly think he hates Stupid Town Football Club. And it's funny because I was going back to my tweets the other day and I saw one where, where he refereed us, I think it was last season, and it was the tweet that said, Darren, he must have had a good game refereeing us. And it was like, oh, this Darren Deadman is not so bad. So maybe, you know, he was giving us it back for a good refereeing performance last season because that was a shocker at Sheffield United. And again, we can't not give it to Darren Deadman for that performance. So yeah, he re- he retains his award, the Darren Deadman Award for refereeing. <laughs> he goes Arizona back to goes he to- reclaims it. <laughs> I know he gets if he if he wins it five times he gets to keep it like the Champions League yeah. trophy so you know he's only got another two to go so there we go um and then yeah we're just going to move off now onto sort of the podcast because we've been doing this Ollie and we've yeah. been having a bit of a reminisce over the last few months um so we we had a look at our episode of the season so um yeah we've had a few good ep- well we've had a good, lot of good episodes this season but a few of them stood out to us personally didn't they so I think we've got episode seven um which I said AKA the one where we got into the str- into our stride which was when we were um sort of mid mid August really when we started to think we were sort of you know obviously done six before that and we got the audio sorted so it was good yeah. to, good to be going in the right direction um episode 11a which was aka Mickey goes um where we had to record it from some hotels or we were traveling and yeah we had the ability to be reactive yeah so was it was fun oh. I remember having like yeah using two iPhone headsets like yeah. earphones an iPad and an iPod uh, and an iPhone sorry and managed to yeah yeah get it recorded out which was quite funny mm. And then we had episode 14, which received a lot of feedback, which I've called it, a.k.a. No Manager slash Glenn's Epic Rant at the Club, where I lost myself. Yeah, I remember that one where, you just, where, you were, <laughs> where we had a bit of disagreement. I thought the, the fans, the club was still taking their time, and I thought I was accepting it. But yeah, you were adamant that, no, this it was taking too long. And with hindsight, actually, yeah, I agree with you as well. I yeah, agree with you it almost cost us, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then episode 23, um, a.k.a. Three Defeats on the Bounce and the Kit Gate, and we both yeah. exploded on that podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was the negative one. And very, very... Whether 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 it was intended or not, but the timing of it was just <laughs> utterly horrific. <laughs> a mm. kit that no one really wanted on Christmas Eve, um, when people were all had a, probably had a few beers as well to see that on their yeah. phones. It didn't go down well, did it? No. And then we had episode twenty-seven, um, which was uh, I put AKA Salop Climb from Trouble. And we talked about the playoffs. Is that when I did my stats as well, where I figured out yes. calculate calculate the stats that we were actually yeah would be in the playoffs if he'd been here all season as well at that point? Yeah, we went borderline insane. In that episode, <laughs> back to it. And, and started getting very excited about ourselves. Um, and by and then by episode, that was episode 27. Then another one that stood out was episode 34. So not that many long later, which was AKA Veil Loss, Ollie Gets Very Worried. So again, you you were about as down in this podcast as I can remember, Ollie. And it was it's quite interesting listening back to it because as we just talked about, it was the low light of the season. So that, that was a good one as well. Um, and then a few weeks later, episode 38, um, AKA We Are Staying Up. So that was the one after we finally managed yeah. to stay up. And we were a bit demob happy in that one. Uh, looking forward to the summer already. And then... One of the last ones we did, which was the end of season review uh, with the the five lads. So, yeah, that that was that was some good. That was you know for me listening back and you, Ollie, you've been made some nominations. Yeah. So some really good podcasts this season, and we've enjoyed doing all forty odd of them that we've done. But 
which of those was your favourite? Let's let's say that. Um, I think I think a favourite in terms of recording. I think because it was um a bit different. Was I did like the end of season pod. That was really good with was getting good Mark, Elliot, and Lewis Cox and your brothers' opinions. That was really good. Um, I think some of the ones where yeah you know we say like episode like fourteen and then like episode kind of like in the late twenties when we were having we're actually having some wins to talk about and and stuff like that. Mm. But then also in some ways from a kind of like a tactical pod and when we were talking about the Tinker Man, which we kind of coined yeah. on this um, yeah. on this podcast, um, they were interesting as well because obviously we were kind of dissecting um, all our poor performances and what the faults were. Um, but obviously, at a point, then it started to get a bit boring because you've got to talk about <laughs> the same things. So no, yeah, so it's an interesting, interesting podcast. What would you go for? I think it's hard to disagree. The end of season one was a sort of culmination of of everything we've done this season, wasn't it? In terms yeah. of being able to put something together and 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 have it like that. So I think we'll give that the overall setup cast uh, podcast of the season. I think. But yeah. for me, I personally, I personally really liked the the one where I went on my mad rant episode fourteen yeah. because I, I kind of I listened back to it as we were doing research for this and and. Yeah, I say it was a mad rant, but it was actually quite quite specific and it laid out a lot of things that fans were thinking. And for me personally, I, we had a lot of feedback, didn't we, about people saying, yeah, I'm glad someone said that. And yeah, things are not always that bad. And, you know, we sit here in the summer now and, and it looks a bit, some some bits of it look a bit foolish looking back. But I think it just, for me, it crystallises the passion and, and love that we have for the football club and why we get so wound up about it. We don't, you know, we get wound up and, and express joy at the end of the season and go mad and like demob happy, like we said, but you also have to have those lows as well. So to me, I, I really enjoyed the, the experience of being able to sort of vent my feelings, should I say, and that kind of crystallised it. But I do think that the end of season award, the end of season podcast was, was probably the, the best thing we did. Um, and next season, we should just say we'll sort out the echo because <laughs> yeah. it was a bit, it was a bit of a bugger that. But, yeah, um, it was yeah, a learning. We're learning as we but go. I think also, also the first pod as well, considering we were in, yeah. we've never, well, obviously, as we've kind of mentioned a few times, we've only done that end of season podcast together again. I'm in London now, um, almost yeah. reminiscent of the first podcast we did. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, the first podcast, and also I think the first podcast has had, has had the most listens to us, not it? I think it's up to like 800 now or something like that. It's nuts, absolutely nuts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we've had so many listens this season. It's it's frankly ridiculous. But um, yeah, the first podcast is is up really high. So yeah, yeah, it's been good. There we go. Okay, end of season. We end need season, to choose one. Yeah, one. end of season part one is the winner. Yeah. Salop cast season, and then the last award we've got is um our guest of the season. So we had quite a lot of guests this season, we did. and we thank every single person for coming on. And there's no no skin off our nose. We're not you know we just wanted to sort of think about who we who we thought we enjoyed having on the most this season. And and this is not nepotism for me. You know I'll just read the list. But we've got my brother Mike, um, Aid Plimmer who was fantastic on his episode, um, talking about the old days and how he got involved with the football club. Lewis Cox um, was really good on the uh, end of season yep. awards, end of season review. Sam Morris was awesome on his episode. Yep. Um, we had Dave Matthias on, and I, I just read that list, but we also had a few others on as well, we did, we? Yeah. like Alex and, and Mark, and, and if we've forgotten anyone's names now, I do apologise. Um, but yeah, you know, there's been some fantastic people on the podcast this season, and um, I've really enjoyed having everybody on. But for me personally, I have really have enjoyed my brother on, because for me it's like a, you know a family thing I've, it's been fantastic to be able to share this with my brother and sit by him at every game and actually I, I take the mick out my brother a lot about football but he was quite erudite in some of the episodes he was on which surprised me so yeah I thought he was really good but everyone was fantastic yeah what about you no and it's and it's funny because obviously we did this independently of each other didn't we in terms of when we yes. did the nominations so I'd go for your brother as well and yeah your brother's always got yeah. an interesting view on stuff um so yeah I really liked Sam Morris when he was on it I think it was a good pod aid as well um and also yeah obviously the end of season pod um with uh, Mark Kelly and Lewis Cox um, which is really interesting but yeah I've gone for your brother as well because your brother always yeah. had some when he was on he had always had something really interesting to say um, like on the chart on game he gave a really good summary there 
Um, so yeah, in terms of there, yeah, your brother kind of wins a bit in terms of number of appearances, um, but yeah, also uh, yeah, he did a really good job bringing it on, and also yeah, he had a very different opinion to me and you. So no, yeah, yeah, he's always he's got a so laid back though. We couldn't hear him in the in the in the end of season pod. <laughs> yeah, he, he was talking about it every day when we ran him and my dad saying he's going to sit forward, <laughs> even though we did tell him several times. But there we go. But no, I, I think one of the things we would just talk about guests now and, and yeah, there you go. Mike wins that award is that we're going to try and get everyone that was on last season on at least once yeah. this season, and also we've got. Maybe Maybe three other people we might yeah. bring into the mix this season Definitely. who we, we, we know as well. So we'll be sort of widening that sort of um, base. And it might even be that one of the episodes we get a couple of guests around my house. So. Yeah, let's maybe have a think about what we can do. Um, and let's try and maybe do um, a few more kind of like, yeah, um, kind of yeah. like, yeah, pods where we get more people on and stuff. Let's see what we can do to liven yeah. things up a bit. There we go. Good stuff. Okay. And that is the end of the awards. Yep. So we shall, we shall write, uh, write, we'll get all the award winners up on uh, on, on the Twitter account at some yep. point. Um, but I think we'll move on to the predictions now, Ollie. Hey. To make the pressure. Okay, so there, the, we, at the start of the season, we had um, we had about 20 so questions, didn't we, where we did a bit of a yep. prediction league. And um, um, so, yeah, so we said, where, this is quite an interesting one, where will STFC finish? So where will, will the mighty town finish in the league table? <laughs> um, and you are the um, ever-optimistic um, Glenn, I, I went for 14th. Um, I went for 16th. Um, so neither has got a point there, and we obviously finished 18th. So that's an interesting yes. one. You went far off, Ollie, on that no. one. So I think that was... That was a good one. I will go. We'll go. You do one. I'll yeah. do one. So I'll do the next one. So yeah. So neither has got any points there. So um, yeah. Keep it. Keep a running total. We're level. Um. Yeah. So question two was who will be the Shrewsbury Town top scorer for 2016-17? So I actually went for Dodds and you went for AJ Leach Smith. So I <laughs> went one up on that because it was Louis Dodds with uh, ten goals, yeah. wasn't it? So yes, that was one. So I was one up then after question two. Yep. So will um, Shrewsbury get to the third round of the FA Cup? Um, unfortunately, we didn't have a cup run this year, um, so I got a point there. You went for yes. I think you were. Yeah. I think you were hoping more than um, expectations yeah. at that point. But um, nope. So it got le- went to level again then, because yeah, bloody no <laughs> cup run. Uh, question four then we had was how many loan players will STFC use in 2016-17? So I went for five, and you went for three. Because what I thought because I there? thought that we would we'd you know we'd brought League One ready players. We didn't need loan players. <laughs> You believe the hype. I well, did. The actual number we had was 10. I'm a gullible. Listen to Mickey Mellon. Yeah, you were seven off. So we had 10. So no one got a point yeah. there. So it stays level. Anyway, number five, Ollie, go on. Yeah, so who, name one team that we relegated from League One. And um, you went for Fleetwood, which well, you know, at the mm. time wasn't a crazy <laughs> um, suggestion. I went for Wimbledon as well. So we both went for the two of the smaller teams in the division in terms of their fan base and their attendances. Um, but we were yes. proved wrong there, very wrong. So obviously neither yes. of them got relegated. I definitely got it the worst, though, I think, on that. Yeah. Where Fleetwood did finish up. But um, yes, so the, the score stays level on that one. Um, question six, then. How many red cards will Ian Black pick up this season? Uh, so the answer was zero, and we both went for one. So, again, no points on that one. Uh, nothing more to say than that, really. Uh, and, the, and the score stays level. So question seven, Ollie. Question seven is, will, will Andy Mangan score more than five goals? And I've got to say, um, both neither of us thought he'd score any goals in League One. Um, nope. And I, he's a nice lad, but he ain't, like, he ain't good enough for League One. And, um, yeah, nope. he didn't score five goals. Nope, so we both got a point yep. for that and stay level. I should point, he did score two goals for Tramere, but they don't count. No, so exactly. There we go. Uh, question eight, what will be, what will STFC's biggest league win of the season be? Um, so by how many goals, i.e. the goal difference? So we both thought we'd win a game by three three clear goals. Um, 
Turns out the actual answer was only by two, which was when we beat Oxford 2-0, yep. which is pretty bad, really. Yeah, Within any, any game, more than a two-goal difference. So, yeah, we both got that wrong, and the score stays level on question eight. And so, question nine? Yeah, so question nine is um, who will we win League One? Um, and we, I thought, you know, in terms of looking at the teams we had, we both had educated guesses. So you went for mm. Charlton, I went for MK Dons. Two teams that came down, two clubs that, you know, they're, they're bored and the, and the club were expecting them to get back up. Both of them actually had really yeah. poor seasons. And the team that has been, um, you know, forever trying to get out of League One, Sheffield United won and they finally got their act together. So, um, yeah, it's funny. It's almost like, you know, you, every year you should just guess, you know, Chelsea are going to win the league and one year you'll get it right, I guess. Yeah, I went back to that podcast and you, you steered me away from Charlton when we were doing this. You were like, no, no, they're in a shambles. They won't win it, they won't <laughs> win it. And I'd also mentioned I was going to go for Sheffield United. So, yeah, I was, I was, I was, I did, I should have, you know, gone with you, Ollie. You would have probably got the winner there. Yeah. So, yeah, the score stayed level after question nine. Uh, question 10 was, where will STFC finish in their EFL trophy group? I don't know why we put that in as a question, really, looking back on how nonsense that was. But um, we both went for third place, and they came third place and got knocked out. Yeah. So we both got a point there. Um, so, again, the score between us stayed level for question 10. So, question 11. Oh, yeah, will Callum Burton get a league start? And we thought, yeah, we thought at the start of the season, you know, he's uh, a youth hopeful, and we thought, yeah, he'd, he'd kind of push on. But, unfortunately, he didn't, did he? We were, we both got that one got that one wrong. We both thought, no, he'd, he, we both thought he'd get a game. And he nearly did at the end of the season. We thought maybe he might have... Um, he might have got a start, especially when he came back from loan from Telford. You just thought maybe he'd have yeah. got on, but um, no, unfortunately, that didn't happen. No, I think that's what we were thinking. He would get a game at the yeah. end of the season, listening back to the predictions we did, but wasn't to be for him. Maybe we'll get one this season. So the score stays level again there. Um, question twelve: Will Louis Dodds get more than ten league goals this season? Oh, this was tight. So I went for yes, he will get more than ten goals, and you went for no, he won't get more than ten goals. So you had to get the lawyers got, on this one, didn't you? So they you said he got, you said he's going to be more yeah. than ten, which he didn't, did he? Unfortunately for you. Exactly. So you got a point there, Ollie, because he only got ten. So you go one up after question twelve. Um, Thirteen. Will any FTFC player, player get a full international cap this season? Um, and we both went to no. But I don't think mm. any of us could have predicted that Luke, um, Jason Lutweiler, the Swiss international, was going to play for <laughs> Canada. <laughs> no, I didn't see that coming. To be perfectly honest with you, and uh, yeah, it was good to get an international cap at the club. We talked about it on the podcast, so. That was good for the club, but not good for us in the predictions. So you stay one up, Ollie. Um, question 14. How many times will STFC score more than three goals in a league game this season? So we both thought we'd score more than three goals in a league game this season three times. Turns out we did it just once. So no points for either yeah. us there. So you stay one up. Um, and then we went for who will play the more games and we're given on Lancashire. Oh, no, no. Next, sorry, Ollie, next one's question. Oh, is, sorry. Is yeah, sorry. How many yeah. times will we, yeah, we concede more than three goals? Um, and we thought we'd concede more than three goals quite a few times. Actually, I went for five, <laughs> which is quite extraordinary. Um, but yeah, yeah, we only consorted more than three once, which considering how poor the season was, I guess the, the season, we didn't really get thrashed, did we? We didn't. I think nope. maybe, maybe it was just the, um, yeah, the, um, the, the, the Chesterfield away game, wasn't it? The last season we did get spanked a few times. Um, yes. This season, last season didn't happen as much. These predictions and, and everything we talked about does show how tight the season was. Yeah, it does. Lots of tight games. So, you know, fine margins and all that, Ollie. So, yeah, question 16 was the one you were about to go over. Obviously, you're still a point up. Um, who will play more games, McGiven or Lancashire? So, we both went for Lancashire and... That was correct. He played 21 games and Ryan McGiven only played 19 games. So we both got a point. It's crazy to think they actually played that many games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that includes all, all appearances yeah. in sort of the, the trophy and stuff as well. So um, yeah, 21 versus 19. So you stay a point up there and we go to question 17. So yeah, so Ethan Jones score a league goal in, in 2016-17 season. So we've, and obviously this, this is the back of the pre-season, wasn't it? Where he, mm. we, he was 
getting a lot of game time, um, and we had yeah. hopes of him, but unfortunately, yeah, it didn't work out that way. He didn't. No, he did play at the start of the season, didn't he? In yeah. the league, in a couple of games, but um, oh man, no this class question. Oh, this is embarrassing. Oh, go on, yeah. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So that was so you stay a point up after question seventeen. Question eighteen was: Will Mickey Mallon still be STFC manager for the last league game? And we both went for yes, Mickey Mallon will be the manager. What a lot of faith we had in Mister Mallon. Yeah, well, I guess it just shows, isn't it, how how naive we were and how. <laughs> but it's true, isn't it? You know how hopeful yeah. we were that we thought we'd got a team. We really, li- we really, we we believed what he said. You know, we have got League One ready players. We're signing like yeah, players that have played at this level. And we really thought, you know, your fourteenth place position. Thinking back, you know, w- you know, was, we didn't think. I didn't think you were nuts at the time. You know, we thought we'd do all right. Yeah, but it wasn't to be. So, yeah, Mellon was off, and uh, neither of us got a point there. So you stay one up, Ollie. Um, so question nineteen, then go on. Yeah, will uh, will we'll Salah beat one of the teams relegated from the Championship? Um, you went for no, and I went for yes, and obviously we beat Charlton at home. So that put me um two ahead at this point. So I got a two point lead over you. And there was only three questions left after this. So yeah, you were looking like you were going to be good when we were going through this. So question twenty was, who will score STFC's first league goal? Um, I went for Dodds. You went for AJ Lee Smith. Yeah, which obviously links links to our who's going to score the most goals, Top. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And neither of us have got it anywhere near right. No. And I don't think anyone would have really predicted it because it was Junior Brown versus Chesterfield. About three three, three league games in, wasn't yeah. it? And we didn't score that many games. So you stayed two up with two to play and we moved on to question 21. So yeah, so Will Shrewsbury finish above Vale? And we both went for yes mm-hmm. on that one. Yep, because we'd nicked all their best players yep. at the time. So we thought that it was going to be an easy, easy, well, their best players. So yeah, we both got a point for that. And you stayed two up and in, in an undefeatable lead then. Um, and the last question was a sort of uh, tie breaky type one, which we had on the prediction competition, which was who will win the Premiership? And I actually went for Chelsea. So I got a point back and you went for. Yeah, it's funny you went for Chelsea because not many people were saying they were going to win the, the league at no. that time. So it's interesting you I, went I for them. I know everything about <laughs> as this, as is this podcast proved. is proved, um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so um, I got it back. And you won by a point, which is quite similar to the overall prediction competition yeah. in the season where I just pipped you at the post at the end of that as well. So we're pretty close with our predictions. Yeah. But I would say one thing, that's 22. You got 7 out of 22 and I got 6 out of 22, which is pretty garbage, yeah. to be honest with you. And I'd point out the winner of the overall um, supporters' parliament prediction competition got 17 out Whoa. of 22. Um, and won 100 quid. Whoa, um, Mr. Patrick Leahy. So I should be taking him his money. So. Okay. But, um, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good to win it on seventeen. Yeah, we'll have to do and, that again know. and see if we can get more people. Obviously, we got a bit more followers this time, haven't we? Yeah. Um, with the Twitter account and Facebook and stuff, so we'll have to do that again next season. And similar questions, I think. Um, yeah, so we launched it at the Open Day last yeah. year, which is in late July. So I think we'll we'll start working out this season. Maybe come up with a few different questions. Maybe get up to twenty five, and then certainly doing a podcast about it at the start. Yeah, of season definitely. Again. So, so, so I owe you a scarf, which I which I will I purchase for you. Oh come on, there's got to be some at least a pint or something. <laughs> I'll get you a pint at yeah, one of the game away games next season. There you go. That's that's fair enough. <laughs> but um, not until, not until I've received my scarf. No, you'll get your should scarf. We, don't worry. I, I was tr- we did we should just say that I tried to get Ollie um to upgrade me from a scarf to a Jermaine Grandison shirt. Obviously, as I've spent my time saying, I like Jermaine Grandison on this podcast because someone's selling one online, but you won't let me have that. No. Really, Ollie. you've stuck to it. You've stuck to a scarf. You can't give. We made a deal. We made a deal, and the the deal (laughs) is done. We did. I was trying to trade. There we go. That's the end of the predictions, and that is the end of the podcast for 2016-17. We are definitely going to go away for about three or four more weeks now. Um, Holidays and stuff, Ollie. Have you got any holidays planned? Yeah, I'm going to Crete for a couple of weeks um, when the school kids break up. Not that I've got kids, but um, yeah, I've got a fiance who's a doing it right this time a fiance yeah. yeah you finally after the last podcast you finally referred to your fiance as a fiance not your girlfriend Ollie she'll be delighted so um, yeah so we'll go on holiday <laughs> and um, yeah so I'm sure last I remember we were doing podcasts
podcast when I was on holiday, oh, yeah. and we'll probably do something again. I can remember listening to the yep. first game of the season actually at the bar, um, listening to <laughs> NK Dons, and just yeah, us didn't really create any chances. So I'm sure. I think the season starts. I can't remember when the dates are actually when the season starts. Um, but um, yeah, we'll talk about next season uh, in the next yeah. few pods when we um, go through. So um, yeah, hope you guys enjoy this pod. It's a bit of a, a different one. Um, we appreciate your feedback and. Um, yeah, I guess it's um won't be long, will it, Glenn? Only time will fly, and we'll be back into the full season again soon. It will. We'll stop giving the stadium to Rod Stewart, and we'll be back playing football there. So that's the main thing. But um, yeah, cheers for listening to this uh, bit of a bit of an irrelevant take on the season, and uh, me and Ollie putting our prediction grievances to bed finally. But um, there we go. And yeah, cheers, and we shall we shall catch you for the end of uh, the the first podcast of 2017-18. So see you all then, guys. Oh!